Hi, I'm Alexandra Roxo, your host of the Holy Fuck podcast. I've created this podcast because I want to explore how the mystical touches us in our everyday lives, how the sacred and profane move together like two sides of the same coin. I found that in modern spirituality, we often separate the sacred and the profane. We look at certain things as being holy and good and others as being bad. And I've actually found that the most magical part of life is finding the divinity, the healing, and the transformation in all of it. In this podcast, you can expect to hear stories from people on all sorts of walks of life. You'll hear from a doctor, a sex worker, a poet, a motivational speaker, an activist, a mother, a birth doula, and all sorts of other people who are walking on an embodied path of healing and transformation as a soul awakening this lifetime. Each one of our guests will be sharing their mystical and numinous and spiritual awakenings, how the sacred has touched their lives and the profane too how they have explored life through sex, drugs, birthing, meditation, prayer, experiencing death and life, and all sorts of different elements that God, Goddess Divine, speaks to us through. If you found that you're also a rebel mystic who doesn't just fit into the simple ideas of good and bad, of spirituality, but sees the nuance that life has to offer us, then I hope you find a home with me here in this podcast. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. On today's podcast, I have Carly Lawrence, whom I met on set for Too Hot to Handle, the Netflix show that I was most recently on. Carly was uh, one of the women that I had such a pleasure working with. Uh, I felt from the beginning with when I met her that she was really real. And in the world of reality TV, obviously there's a lot of kind of amplified personality or um, persona. And when I read the women's workshop on that um, show, which was an episode five, I believe, I really loved working with her. She was really honest. Um, the amount of that workshop that it only that made it into the cut is only like probably five minutes of like a three hour workshop. So you kind of just get the condensed version of. Of, of a TV workshop, right? Like my real workshops are way deeper than that, but the TV version, even so, like from the beginning, she was really honest about her experiences with betrayal and heartbreak and her patterns with relating to men. And I really appreciated watching her on the show go through a journey where she, she changed, you know, she, she kind of like came in with a, a certain type of gusto and then had her heart kind of broken a little bit and then kind of went into a shell and kind of shut down. And it's kind of awesome to see a woman go through that, um, in a really real way. She wasn't putting on a face and going like, I'm fine. Everything's okay. She was like, I'm hurting and I just need to be alone. And, um, and then she slowly like, began engaging with someone else on the show and, and, and she had an opportunity to speak her voice to someone. So for some of you, you may be like, well, it's a little bit of left field having, um, a reality TV show star on this show. Like this is like spiritual show, but you know what? Like this is way, way more than a spiritual show. This is a show about our journey, you know, the journey of the sacred and the profane and where they intertwine the journey of the soul. And, um, this is, you know, by no means like a show that's like have some just sort of highbrow zone. Like this is a, this is a show, um, for everyone. And, and so, yeah, we're having our first reality TV star on the show. Um, and I hope you enjoy Carly is like super fun to chat with and reveals a lot about her own journey from a really frank and candid, candid perspective. It's like no frills. It's like fast talking. Um, and I'm really excited to see what happens next in her career. Obviously like, watching someone rise to fame really quick from a reality show. It's like, you know, what comes next. So we'll see. But in the meantime, this show is really a look in the inner journey of what it's like to go through being on a reality show where you're in a house with like a bunch of strangers for 
a month with no cell phone, with no contact with your family, and you're being asked to forge emotional connections instead of physical ones and face your own personal shadows, demons, and patterns. So it's really kind of like a different kind of ceremony it felt like, and she's really honest about it. So I hope you enjoy. And if you haven't watched the show and you don't have the patience to watch the whole thing, I'm in episode two, five, and 10 of season two of Too Hot to Handle. You can fast forward to my parts or you can watch the whole thing and you can watch it really with this eye of like, you know, coming from out of judgment and into empathy and compassion and seeing that like as humans, we really all want to be loved and we want to be held and we want to be heard and we want to be seen at our kind of you know, deep inside ourselves and that, you know, we're not so different one from the other. Just because on the show, people are just walking around in bikinis doesn't mean that they're also not humans, you know, needing love and, um, exposing their, their hearts on international television. So, uh, enjoy this episode, enjoy the show. Thanks for your support on it. I'm really so appreciative of everyone who has just like sent me DMS and comments and been like, Oh my God, I love seeing you on the show. Like your support means so much to me. So again, if you love this podcast, review and subscribe. Remember I do Q and a solo casts. So send me your questions. You can DM them or email them to me and I'll respond and just sending you all a lot of love. Enjoy. Hi everybody. So I'm really excited today to have a guest who is maybe a little bit outside of who I would normally have on this podcast because not only is she an incredible woman, but she's a reality TV star now. Um, <laughs> this is Miss Carly Lawrence, who I have today, who is on the TV show Too Hot to Handle that came out with Netflix that some of you all saw me on a few episodes. So... After watching season two, I was like, okay, okay, I want to hear a little bit more from some of the ladies on this show and just to hear about the transformation that you went through. And and for those of you all who have watched the show, um, I hope that you've given it a shot and seen that it's more than just like babes in bikinis, that there is actually depth to the show, part of why I decided to do the show and part of what I helped to bring to the show. And I think that there's there were some profound changes that happened with everyone on the show. And so we're going to get into that today. And this will be a conversation that bridges, you know, this mainstream big Netflix show millions of people are seeing and also with the space of healing and spiritual transformation, feminine embodiment, which is my area of expertise. So you you and I are, are two bridges from these these worlds that seemingly um, maybe people wouldn't put together. Um, So anyway, let's start by just, I want to hear a little bit about you, your background besides the show. Like who is Carly? Where did you come from? What did you do before you became a reality TV star? (laughs) So honestly, yeah. So my life, so I grew up in Pickering, which is in Canada, pretty small. It's a city, but it was pretty small. Um, I was a competitive dancer up until I was like 18. I grew up with an older brother. Um, everything like jazz, lyrical, tap. I love tap, musical theater, point, ballet, everything. Wow, cool. Like legit everything. I was so into dance. And then um, yeah, I grew up with an older brother. My family's pretty big as well. I love my family. I've always been really close to my family. Um, went to high school, went to college. I had two diplomas in business marketing. What? I think a lot of people don't okay. know. I did you no, I would not have known that because yeah, I would so, have just been like, she's a blonde in a bikini. <laughs> Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Yeah, no, I went to school. So I actually wanted to, growing up, I wanted to be like a therapist. I always wanted to be like, I loved, I was always like helping my girlfriends out, things like that. And then I was like, I love criminology. Another thing a lot of people don't know about me is I love crime. Like I'm obsessed with crime stories, obsessed with them. So I was like, maybe I'll go to crime, maybe I'll take psych. So I actually got accepted for psychology, a psychology degree. But I was like, I cannot commit to things. So I was like, I cannot commit to four years or something. So I was like, I'll just do a two-year college course. So I took business marketing because it was broad. Mm-hmm. Did that, ended up loving it. So then I ended up being like, you know, I want to do another year of it. So then I did my advanced diploma in business marketing. Um, and then um, I was bartending, modeling. And then I was traveling a lot. And the next thing I know, I was on Netflix. It was just crazy. It was weird. It, I, it was unexpected. It was out of nowhere. Wow. Wow. Did yeah. you do any like sort of like prayer or manifesting work or like were you like a vision boarding i want to be on a reality show or was it just really random 
yeah, manifesting. Yeah, I for sure manifested. Oh, always being younger, like growing up, my whole family was like, oh, you know, Carly's gonna be like, like the one that's in acting or the one that's in TV or the one that's famous or whatever. My whole family would say that. So growing up, I was like, I want to be in like the limelight. Like I want to be in the spotlight. And I guess I just manifested. I just thought in my head, like one day I want to be able to like help girls as well. So I'm like, you know, getting a platform. It's great. Like being able to be given a platform. I love it. I want to use my voice. Oh, well, that's a great, you know, I'd love to to hear more about that. What do you, mm-hmm. what are you feeling now that you want to use your voice for? Because and just, you know, to catch everybody up, the show came out. Um, and now I think everyone who's been on the show has a platform like overnight in a sense. And yeah. I, and I saw that happen with the, the cast of season one. I wasn't watching who they were before the show, but I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Now these um, these people have millions of followers. Like, what are yeah. they doing with that? Um, yeah. And, I'm, and, oh, and I haven't really followed what they've been doing, but what are you feeling like you want to do? So growing up, I can remember being like, I don't really talk about this. Um, my friends know, but like growing up, I remember being like, like 10 years old and in the mall and like being with my dad and having the worst anxiety of my life. Like just everything was anxious. I used to be scared to sleep alone when I was younger. I went to a psychologist when I was little, like I just always had the worst anxiety and I never knew how to deal with it. And I'm just starting to at 24, finally learning how to work through my anxiety and my, like my confidence on the show. You could see I had confidence issues as well. I guess just like not even confidence. Like I am a confident woman. I think it's more just like being in tune with my feelings and my body. Yeah. And that's one thing I want to help anyone with young girls, old girls, young guys, whatever, all in between. And I get so many DMS, like I have the worst confidence. Like, how did you deal with it? Like, how did you deal with the chase thing? Like, just like ask me questions. I'm like, I just want to be able to like talk about anxiety, talk about like not feeling secure in yourself, like as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, let's talk about that and how that came through in the show, because one thing that I loved about you and the show was your vulnerability and you, you felt real from the beginning. Like, I feel like, I've heard that. Yeah. you know, a lot of people. you put a camera in front of people and sometimes they're going to heighten their personality, try to make themselves 100%. seem more interesting or fun or crazy. Yeah, I'm going. And it was like on the first episode when you watch the interviews with everybody, it's like everyone felt like they were faking it. Like they were like trying to play up how like wild party they were, Um, which I loved seeing that kind of just melt away like that kind of facade because by episode like two or three, it was like, okay, they're just normal people now. But I felt like from the beginning, you weren't like giving us like a, a, a fake party girl like you were you were. No, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be completely honest. I wasn't like, and I love that you say that. And I'm like, I love that that comes across on camera because I was a hundred percent myself. I didn't want to be fake. And how I am on the show is literally how I am like in person. Like I didn't want to be fake. I didn't want to be like, look back and be like, I was acting like that shows not to go on to be acting, you know, like yeah. that's supposed to be a reality TV. Like you're supposed to be a real person. If you, something pisses you off, you should say if something one makes you cry. You should cry, you know? And I yeah. think, me and Emily were the only two girls that cried on the show, which is fine. I'm not saying you have to cry to show your feelings, but you know, I really did open up on camera because I, I think was like, Melinda, cri- Melinda cried a few times. Oh yeah. Melinda. Yeah. yeah. Melinda. Yeah yeah. 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 But that was my thing. I was like, I completely opened up. Like I didn't care who was looking. I was like, I felt feelings for Chase, you know, and I see some things online right now that are like, that's a fly. Like she didn't like, I was crying that night that they didn't even show on camera when Tabitha came in the house and I was with Joey, I was in and out of that room about four or five times crying so much producers had to come up and sit with me on the couch because I didn't want to go in the room because I was crying so much. So like, oh. it kind of bugs my my feelings a little bit when people say I was faking it. I'm like, how can you fake that? Like, I'm not a paid actress. I've never gone to acting school. Me crying, I was legit sad. Like I was heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't fake that like for a minute. Yeah. No. So for people who, who haven't seen the show and just, you know, Carly had um, a, a love affair, a love interest with one of the the mm-hmm. men on the show, and then he broke up with her. And at that scene where he broke up with you, I want to well, I want to sort of decom de like pick apart, deconstruct yeah. a few of the moments because um, in the scene where he broke up with you, I feel like mm-hmm. there was so much going on under the surface of what was so being much. said. Um, and if you were to be in that moment again on, on TV, would you express yourself differently or would you, um, yeah, how would you approach it? Honestly, I don't regret anything that I did. I think there's nothing that I would go back and change because I think 
that just even more like I did what I would do. Like I couldn't go back and think, I wish I did this different. Cause at that time, that was like the best thing I thought I could do. It was legit yeah. in my brain. I was like, I'm not thinking about, you know, but for me, I guess watching it back, I probably wouldn't have stayed with Chase as long. And I think uh-huh. I do that in relationships outside of the house. You know, I know something's not right and I can feel it. And I just stick around hoping that things will change. And right. that's one thing I'm learning now, as soon as I don't go with vibe with someone, why do I need to stick around and try to like force something? So I guess one thing maybe I wouldn't have stayed with Chase as long, but then also it was still a learning journey for me. Yeah. So not really, but in the pool, I, I, in the pool, I maybe I would have, I stood up for myself. Mm-hmm. I think people just didn't get to see that he wasn't cuddly. Cause there's so many like videos of us being so lovey dovey, but like, it wasn't like that all the time. Like what people see was not like that all the time. Like there was mm-hmm. so much wrong in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And and not that you not I don't want to kind of put it like oh what would you do differently in terms of like regretting it but like from the perspective that you're in right now would you have in that moment in the pool said like wow like let's talk about this or you know can you explain a little bit more about what you're feeling um, I'm just curious because I did feel in that moment that it was like he didn't there wasn't a lot that he said, like he didn't give a lot of clarity or compassion. It was just like, and I felt like from, from what I saw of you, that you were like a little bit like surprised and in shock. And in that moment, it was hard to just drop into your heart and your feelings and go, wow, like, I can't like, what, like, let's talk, let's clarify. So I'm curious if, you know, with the, the growth you've had since the show, if a moment like that were to happen now, if you would, you know, advocate for yourself in a different way or ask questions in a different way or, you know, anything, anything different. Yeah, I guess I would be more vocal to a partner. I think with Chase, I just wasn't, I think Chase, I was just not, he just wouldn't even give me that. Like, I think just like the type of guy he was, he's very closed off. Like, so I think with him, it was more just like, he was just closed off, but in relationships, yeah, I guess now I would be a bit more vocal. I mean, it's hard to say because I don't think I've ever really had a healthy relationship in my life, if I'm being honest, with a guy. Yeah, so that's like a new frontier of like, yeah. what would it be like to have to be a healthy? Moment, yeah, and to yeah. have a moment of conflict <laughs> yeah. where you can actually say like, hey, what do you mean by that? Like, Yeah, and most conflicts I've had with boyfriends in the past, it ends up in like, I just sometimes fail in relationships and I feel like, a lot of people can relate to this. Like as much as like you're talking, they're like not listening. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they're just listening to like respond, not to actually like answer. Yeah. So I think like a lot of the times too, is like, you can like, I was saying so much stuff, but I, I don't even know if he was processing it. Like, I don't even know if Chase was even taking what I was saying. Right. Cause until that workshop, yeah, he didn't like, he wasn't like, he was just like, he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. Yeah. And so that to, to, for those of y'all who who didn't see, uh, you know, our dear friend Brendan, who he led a workshop with Carly and Chase, where Carly kind of just spoke her truth, her mind to Chase while he was um, had like a, a a gag in his mouth. Gag. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that workshop, and I think Brendan did an epic job with it. And um, I would have, and maybe you guys did do another layer, but I would have loved to help you drop into your heart and kind of drop out of the stories and into a place of feeling. Um, and I think that there, that, that may have, you know, supported you to get out of that space of like, you know, you did this to me, you did this to me, but to come into like, wow, I feel really alone with you or, you know, and with the gag too, like another thing that people didn't see, there was so many times when Chase would just talk all over me all the time. And I would go to, I would kind of turtle because I'm used to, again, like guys kind of like screaming at me. So I just, I go into myself and I, and I go quiet. And there, there was a scene that they didn't put in the show and it was me and Joey sitting um, by the beach and Chase comes in oh. and he swaps out with Joey and we have a chat. And again, you can just see on camera, like I'll go to say something, shuts it right down. Like he would just constantly talk all over, like as if what I had to say wasn't, it didn't matter. And before the workshop, the gay workshop, the one of the cast, I mean, sorry, one of the crew pulled me aside and said like, look, this workshop, workshop, we can notice, we see it. We see it in the house. We see it on camera. You don't get a chance to talk to Chase. He shuts you down right away. This workshop is for you. Wow. No one knows that. I don't know if I can say that, but yeah, literally one of the crew 
said, mm. we designed this workshop legit. It wasn't for Chase. It was for me because they could see that anytime I wanted to say something, it just got lost. It didn't. Right. And that's why I don't even think they included so many scenes because it was like, people would be like, Carly, like find your voice. And then that moment, there was so much leading up to that workshop, like so much shit I wanted to say that I just didn't. The, the crew knew, like, I would be like, I need to talk to Chase. I need to talk to Chase. They're like, wait, you're going to get your moment. And there was wow. days when they wouldn't even let us talk. Like, I remember they kept us apart for lunches. They kept us apart. They kept us apart in the house. Like, I couldn't even wow. see them. And then when the workshop came, that's when I went, like, everything just finally, I could just say, yeah. 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 Yeah, that was a powerful moment. I remember that I saw you guys after that. And I think I asked you or Chase, like, how did it go? And and you guys were like, we haven't talked since then. Um, he was and it, so upset. And he was like, that was really intense. Like, I didn't know how to handle it afterwards. Yeah, he was. Oh, he, was yeah. he he stormed right off and went right to the therapist. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. like, he wouldn't even like. He was like, I could see like I hit a nerve in him. Yeah, but it was a yeah. good nerve. And you know what? Talking about that now, me and him are close now. And we're both like, that was a good workshop. And he took it like a champ. Like he really yeah. did. Like to be like yelled at, like not yelled at, but like to be spoke at. Like there's no filter. Like he, mm -hmm. he was like, whoa, shocked. Yeah. And so you guys had a therapist there that you had access to at all times. Yes, Marcy, love her, Queen, oh, Queen that's B, great. But that's as soon as it happened, I remember him being like, I need to speak to Marcy, and he needed. And, and also, I respect that too because. Some people don't want to reach out for help. And I respect it so much that as soon as he got off, he's like, I need someone to talk to. And I yeah. respect that too, because it took me a while to get a therapist because I was nervous about like, not judgment, just being able to talk. And now I'm like, no, it's okay to like ask for help. It's okay to like need help from someone. That's a normal thing. Humans are, there's so many feelings and emotions going on all the time in your brain. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And not only in your brain, in your heart. If you yeah, in your heart. Yeah. My workshop. <laughs> even in your finger, <laughs> even down to your toes. Exactly. Yeah. It's I everywhere. Wish I, no, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had had more time with you all because I feel like we just kind of cracked the surface of like how to like learn to listen to your, your feelings and how they relate to intimacy. Um, but I do feel like in the workshop where he was gagged, you were able to, to sort of touch base with that part of you that felt kind of wounded or like that was in pain that that seems to be like related to a greater wound for you around oh, it not, was. not being heard he was all my ex-boyfriends just on chase's face like all my yeah. ex-boyfriends were yeah. sitting in front of me and like that's the thing and i said this to chase he like i said he took it like a freaking champ all of my things from my ex-boyfriends everyone that's hurt me it was like it came out on chase yeah and it just so happened that he was there because finally like it was a guy that like did have a choice. He had to listen. So yeah. it was like me to my ex that cheated on me, me to my other ex that cheated on me, me to my ex that was an asshole to me. Like everyone was sitting in front of me and I was like, this is what I'd say to you. Like, I hope they watch it and go like, uh oh, that's to me too, you know? <laughs> like, shit. Well, that happens in intimacy. You know, it's like we show up and we come with baggage sometimes. And so yeah. we, we may be, you know, triggered by something yeah. that our current partner says, but it's actually it's like there's this funny thing that they say i think it's an aaa but like i had an ex-boyfriend that would say it sometimes he'd be like if it's hysterical it's historical you know yeah. so like if you're if you're like freaking out freaking about out. it like it must yeah. have some history there and i think 100 in relationship like that just happens like someone touches on that same nerve that same wound and i do think that you guys had a relationship that seemed like there was a there was like a connect even though like there was you know it seemed hard to find each other there was a deeper connection like you guys did yeah. trigger each other deeply yeah we did no i chase made me like chase was the first guy that i liked in the house we got along great and but like another thing is too is like that journey that we shared in that house like that like not, like going to a reality TV show that's my first time like you are gonna share those things with that person for like ever like no one's gonna yeah. I'm never gonna share an experience like that with anyone else like me and him went through it together there's so many things we did together and I'll always like like probably you know have some feelings for him like deep down there you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so like if you were to put your own journey of growth or transformation into words, yeah. especially for the women listening, just like mm -hmm. how you started and then how you left. I would love to hear that. And just like what some of your growth, major growth points were. Yeah. So honestly, I remember one of my first days in the house, like, or I don't know, probably the first episode, Melinda, me and Melinda went in the house together. And I remember I made some comment to her like, Oh, I hope 
like I know, like I made something comment like about like, oh, like I hope no one's like mean to me or something like that. And she's like, what girl, you got to learn to stick up for yourself. Mm. And like, that was like one of the first things. And I was like, oh, like I'm in this house alone. Like I don't have my best friends with me. I don't have my family with me. I don't have a phone. I don't have a dog. I don't have somewhere I can run. Like I had to do, I was like, oh my God, I'm in the house by myself, you know? And Mel was a great part of my, my process chase was, I think everyone was, but for me, I came in the house and I was like, oh, I was so nervous about what people would say or what people think. And then I went through a breakup literally on like the world to see mm-hmm. was turtling at the beginning of it in my shell and then came out of it and was like, no, I'm going to use my voice, completely use my voice. And then also by the end, I just, I could stand up for myself and I just didn't really care what people thought. And I'm uh-huh. still like that now. I'm like, you're always going to be judged in a relationship and a friendship. Everyone's always going to judge you. And now I'm just kind of like, I'm just going to be who I am and be true to myself. You know, yeah. I, if I don't like someone, if I want to say something to like a boyfriend or a boy or a friend, I'm going to do it. Whereas yeah. before going in the house, I was like, people can walk all over me. I'll let them treat me how they want. And I'm like, now I'm like, no, you're going to treat me how I want to be treated. And this actually happened after the show. Um, I did date Joey for a bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we broke up and I obviously can't, I don't want to get into why we broke up yeah. and we are rekindling things now. Um, cause we did, I really, like, I told Joey, I loved him. Like oh. literally I, after the show, I, cause the show ended like three days before Christmas after the show, I literally was in Miami. I miss him so much about five days after I just said, you know, oh, like I wow. literally actually genuinely, I told him I loved him probably within like two weeks. Like it was, and people don't know, people don't see me in Joey's journey. So people yeah. have no idea about that at all. Um, I'm going to see him this weekend actually, but, oh. but yeah, we had like a really bad breakup and I will admit it was like mainly my fault but something that happened i didn't like how he treated me and normally i would just sweep it under the rug and once we rekindled things that like we've been talking for a couple weeks i said to him i was like look i don't accept i don't accept this like i don't like i know that i messed up but at the end of the day you need to treat me better than that and i was like mm-hmm. i don't care how bad i mess up you're not going to treat me like that and before mm-hmm. i would have just been like no i did something bad so he should be able to treat me how mm-hmm. however he wants no i might have messed up but that doesn't give you a right to treat me like crap you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm, I think yeah. now I'm just finding my voice in relationships. Yeah. So that seems like a huge change to like come yeah. in with a yeah. more like people pleasing, which is so common. People pleasing women. for sure. Yeah. 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 I think as women, it's like we're taught to just like smile. It's okay. Like it's a fine, uh, you know, I don't need that anyway. Like it's cool. Yeah. Um, and then to find that voice. And sometimes it's like we start, sort of yell a bit loud when we first find our voice. We're like, oh. I am woman. Hear me roar. <laughs> no, hundred percent. And then yeah. I think we find like the middle ground where we're like not like everything. Like oh, I'm an empowered woman. How dare you do that? But, no, yeah. it's so true. And like also like just like what I thought, what I want in a relationship. Like before, I was just kind of like before, I just be like well, however they want to like treat me. However, this relationship is going to go, they'll lead the way. And now I'm kind of yeah. like no, no. This is what I need in a partner. And I'm learning that more about myself. What I need in a partner what's important to me. Cause like some girls would really be about loyalty or really about, you know, someone that makes them laugh or, and now I'm like, no, I need a guy that's going to respect me. Yeah. And listen so what to else, me. Yeah, what else are the things? Tell us what you came want- up with after <laughs> being on too hot to handle and being around uh-huh. all these different types of guys who also had their transformational journeys. And some of them do yeah. crazy things, which make yeah. you just go like, what? <laughs> so yeah. So what, did you, what did you, what did you learn from that? And like, what, when you left, you're like, okay, what's the vision I have for the type of, not only the type of man, but like the type of love that you, that you want to feel that you want to experience. I guess, honestly, one thing is like really feeling safe with a partner. Like I can trust them. Trust is a huge thing for me. I've had my trust broken so many times, girlfriends, boyfriends, family, like just like I've had my trust broken many times. So my biggest thing is trust. I want to be able to trust my partner. Everything I say is a safe place for me and them. And also like listening to me, like change behavior. Like don't just listen to something and then not change behavior. Like if I tell you something upsets me, like listen to me and then like, let's work on it. You know what I mean? Like let's yeah. actually change. Like I've had guys be like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. They do it five more times than I allow it. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, I need a partner that is going to listen to me the first time. Not It's not going to take 10 times and it's breaking up 10 times for him to yeah. listen that it hurts me. Yeah. And just yeah. like a loving person. I just want a loving, genuine person. Yeah, that seemed like that was like an important love language for you when Chase yeah. wasn't not affectionate with you. Yeah, because I, I mean affection. not everybody's as affectionate. Some people didn't grow up in that way, but it seemed like oh, that yeah. was really important for you. So important. I grew up in such a loving home. My mom, my dad's so kissy and like love you with me. My mom's like such a hugger. Even my brother like is like love like huggy too. So I grew up like that. So like when I don't get that, like touch is such a big like 
Yeah. It's like my love language for sure. Like I love yeah. being like cuddled and kissed and stuff. And yeah, yeah, Chase was not like a cuddly person, but then he often bed with Tabitha and he's like cuddling right away. So maybe he just wasn't touchy with me. Right. Yeah. And Which that just happens sometimes in yeah. relationships. Like if we trigger someone into some of their childhood wounding or their fears or insecurities, they will shut down in a certain way and someone else might not trigger those same things. And it's just yeah. like, it's kind of mind boggling. It's like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, how can you do that? Yeah. No, I know. And I know that Chase has had like a hard upbringing and I totally get it. And he has a huge journey as well. Chase has gone through a lot in his life. So yeah. Yeah. And I respect that. And I don't think it was about me necessarily. I think we're all just, we're all just working on ourselves in that house. Yeah. So in terms of like, I just imagine that the mental and psychological kind of like intensity, not having a phone, not having a friend to call, like having to be in a bikini all the time. Like I can't like, I would imagine some days you want to just like wrap yourself in a blanket and say, people don't look at me. So I would love to hear about like, how did you deal with all of that? It's honestly, it's so crazy because so, okay. So right when I landed legit, as I landed, I got off the plane. There was a girl there. My, my shop chaperone took my phone, got in a Jeep, took me to a house. You're staying here for two weeks. You can't leave the front door. You can't leave the back door. We can't walk around. You can't call anyone. Never been to Turks and Caicos. This was during qu- your quarantine. You couldn't use yeah, your phone legit. during your quarantine. No, I literally walked off the plane and next day <sighs> my phone's taken from me, which is my safe line. Cause like I've said, mentioned, I've, I have yeah. really bad anxiety. I've been medicated for anxiety and stuff like that. So I was like, Oh my God, what the hell? Like, I didn't know if this was fake. Like I had no idea what was going on. And then two, I made them get me a little flip phone by the way. Cause I was like, I won't be able to sleep. I told, I told the producers, I was like, no, 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 I can't sleep without something behind side of my bed. If someone wants to cry, like jump in here, I need a phone. Like just like my own, yeah. just like safe space yeah, yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And then I go in the house and I walk right in in a bikini. But the thing is, is like, I'm not comfortable with my body at all and i don't like on camera like you wouldn't be able to tell that like no i probably way. look like the most confident girl walking in and i feel hot and they did a great job the thing is is the crew did such a great job of making you feel pretty and that's another thing too is like you're told all the time oh my god you look great you look beautiful like there i was eating really good i was drinking my water like i did feel really good in that house and then after i came out of it it was like imagine being like having like a life coach for six weeks uh-huh you know like drink your water like literally like people making you drink water yeah. You have, you're doing your hair all the time. You're doing your makeup. Like I felt really good about myself when I came out of the house and I was like, I went into a spiral. If I'm being honest, like yeah. I kind of did like when I was in Miami, I was drinking a crap ton. I was making poor decisions. I sabotaged my relationship with Joey. Cause I just went from like being like looked after from six weeks to be like thrown back in the world and COVID was going on. And I came back and the world was, it just was different in Toronto. Yeah. And it was just so such a mind but it was just like a mind up and I completely, and then that's when I realized I was like, I need to get help. And I got a therapist right away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that transition, I mean, there's so many different levels there and I like hearing this kind of behind the scenes thing for just like, it's because it's so human. It's never talked about. No, it's honestly not. It's not. And it's like to, to go into quarantine in in a foreign country, even though it's beautiful, et cetera, but to not have any friends or, you know, love close to you. Um, and then to go into a house where there's like seven thousand cameras pointed at you all and times ten random day. people with ten, ten random, random personalities sleep in the same room with them and like and you know yeah go and poop like and stuff. gonna get along with everyone <laughs> yeah like it was just like so it was so crazy it was it was nuts but like the thing is you're eating so good you're working out you feel fucking great about yourself like, I honestly I was the most healthy in that house than I've been in a years like wow because you can't drink you can't drink you don't you're not near substance oh, they don't you give you any abuse. alcohol. You can have like two drinks a night, which is like to like okay. a girl that like me that like what used to be a okay. party girl. Two drinks is like water. Like it, it what didn't do it didn't do anything. The first day you could see on camera, I was a bit tipsy. My face was bright red. And I had like yeah, a double chin, but yeah, <laughs> no, I was pretty. No, I, that's okay. it was cute when you were tipsy. I was like, oh, they yeah. did let them drink a little. <laughs> yeah, I was tipsy for sure. My girlfriend was even like, yeah, I could see her tipsy there, but most of the time. No, plus they get you up, they put you to bed. Like you literally are like a kid. Like they're literally like treating you like you're like a baby. Like yeah. they put you in bed at a time, they turn the lights off. That's another thing. They literally dictate when the lights go off. You know what I mean? Wow, like summer camp in a way. Like summer camp, but it was good. I needed that. I think I needed yeah. that to realize like I need to start like parenting myself. And this is what my therapist tells me. And I love hearing this. Like one of the first sessions we had is she's like, you need to start parenting yourself because, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm 24. My parents don't parent. Like to be honest, my parents never really have parented me. 
sorry, mom and dad, I'm just being honest here. They didn't like when I was in grade nine, I could go out and party and do whatever I wanted. And now I'm learning. I'm like, I got to pair up myself. No one's going to do it. Like if, if I'm not, if I'm not making myself go to bed, no one's going to make me go to bed, you know? Hello, quick interlude here. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you are, I'd love for you to check out my book, Fuck Like a Goddess, my guide to healing yourself, reclaiming your voice, and standing in your power. Publishers Weekly called it a sharp, forceful debut. It was one of Bustle's best summer reads and a bestseller in three categories on Amazon. These are my methods that I'm teaching to inspire you, challenge you, bring up your resistance so you can face it and get free and unleash your gifts. How to let life make love to you, enjoy every bit and find the magic in all of it guide. You can find it at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, IndieBound and Sounds True or by visiting alexandraroxo.com slash book. Thank you so much. It means the world to me to have your support for my work back to the podcast. So that sounds like something that positive that came from, from the show, you know, that you, you gave yourself some structure and self care and a new way. And I hear you that coming back after being in that was like also shocking to come back into the United States, COVID Christmas. I had really Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything was even more locked down here. Oh yeah. More intense. And it's like, I mean, I had a completely different experience, but I was like in one of those villas, um, for a month by myself and I could only leave for three days. And when I came, I mean, I have my phone and computer, so like whatever. But when I came back to the, to the States, Mm -hmm. I was like, um, I was like in in my own kind of state of shock, honestly, for being alone all month. And I was super weird to my partner. It was like Christmas and I was like, I was like, where am I? Like, there was something so strange about that kind of isolation and like, and then, Mm -hmm. and then, um, coming back into life and into like all the, the madness of COVID. No, it's Um, really weird. I I don't think people talk about it enough. Like, what did you do during those two weeks of quarantine? uh, I read, I brought a lot of books. You did? Um, yeah, I love to read. So I was reading. Yeah. I actually haven't been reading in a while. But anyways, um, I read a lot. Um, I finished like legit. I think I finished a bunch. I don't yeah. know books I finished. Tanned, worked out a lot, cooked. Yeah. My chaperone was great. I got really lucky. I love her. I still talk to her. She was the best. Me and her like was laughing. So I got really lucky. Oh, I heard great. that some people in the villa didn't have the best quarantines like, as experiences yeah, as, as I did. But I agree. They give you a pool. So everyone had their own pool. So yeah. we all had a pool. And I was on the quarry, luckily. So I got a really nice place. So I could go swim on the quarry. Yeah. I went, were we on the same, like the villas that were just like, you had the little bed down by the water and you walked into the water. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was there too in the Weimara villas. Okay. No, I was no. in any, I was like by my, I was honestly, so driving through when we well, got to the place, apparently everyone was closer than I, I think my, one of my, they spread you out. Okay. They spread us all out the island because like, they didn't want us to come out. I was in court and another person was there. Right. We had yeah. these houses that are right next to each other. So like you would walk oh, down yeah, no. to the water and you'd see like your neighbor and be like, I wonder who that guy is. Oh whatever. no, I couldn't see anyone. I only got to see people that brought us groceries and in <laughs> your chaperone and my chaperone. And it's weird because like when you're like isolated, I wasn't even isolated for that long. Like two weeks isn't that long if you think about it. But like even when someone would come to drop off the groceries, I was like, talk to me. Like I was even like, come on in, you want to hang out? Like you just get so like I know. I was so like, oh my God. Like I was just so bored. Like, but it was fine. Lots of games. We were allowed to drink in uh quarantine. So we yeah. just drink wine so nice. We just had like one bottle of wine. Yeah. 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 Well, but yeah. Yeah. What an experience. And so what's it been like now in terms of like how you're holding yourself as a woman, your, your mission in the world, your, you know, your desire, we heard about your desire for partnership and like what mm-hmm. you're holding in that regard. But yeah, how is it feeling like post this experience and, and what you're wanting to, to sort of bring into your life? So right after the, right after the retreat, like I said, I kind of spiraled from being honest. Um, I wasn't doing that good. Like I was drinking way too much. I was partying. I was going out. I just, I didn't know what was making me happy. Yeah. And then since that, now I'm so grand. I haven't been drinking. I'm at home a lot. I'm do- taking care of, care of my skin. I have my dog, mm-hmm. which is great. Like I'm just more about like taking care of my body and myself yeah. and I'm focused on me. Like I really do like Joey and I'm going to see him and I'm going to see where things go. But I'm even like, I don't even want to be with anyone. Mm. I want to go to a light and hundred percent this year work on me and work on things that I love to do because I think 
in previous years, I've put all of my like life into partnership because like my parents have been married for 30 years. My brother's 26 and has been in a relationship for 12 years. Like in my family, like everyone's coupled up. So I just think growing up, I just saw that. And I thought like, I'm kind of from like a small town. So like everyone's just dating like that. People from my hometown, like they just stay in their parents' basement and end up dating and don't leave. Oh my God. <laughs> like that's just like a thing in where I'm from. Like so many yeah. years don't end up leaving the, like, the city. So so I think just growing up, I was just like, oh, I need to be with a partner to like feel validated. And now I'm kind of like, I can be validated without someone. And I'm just like, I'm just like three times man, like this year. Like normally I'd be like any guy that like I liked that wanted to date. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to date you right away. And yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to wait it out. Because mm, mm. I always have failed relationships, if I'm being honest. But is that story one that you're like rewriting and that you're like, okay, that was the past, but now there's opportunity for a whole nother me? Yeah, I don't even think about like dating. Like I do to a point, but not really. Like, whereas before it would be like kind of my whole brain. And now I'm like, I'm not even focused on boys. Like, I'll be with my girlfriend and they're like asking me about like boys and shit like that. And I'm like, I don't even care. Like, I'm not even, fo- you know what I mean? I don't even want to talk about it. Like, I'm like, yeah. no, no, ask me about my, like, what I want to do. Ask me about my dreams. Ask me about my feelings. Like, I don't want to talk about boys all day, you know? Yeah. So that was a huge part of your identity. So as like a woman, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot more to you than just like partying and boys, which is a good maturing yeah. Good job. Yeah. And I don't want to have to bring a guy to a party every time. And, you know, I did see someone after the show, after Joey, um, after Joey I did date someone for a little bit and I just bring him everywhere, like every party. And I'm like, and last night I went out and I was like, I can go alone. I don't need to bring a partner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I can go by myself. I don't need to like be with someone to make me like feel like a better person. I don't know how to word it. Well, do you think that in general, it's like a rule that women are more valuable or given more sort of cultural value if they have a partner, man beside them? I think sometimes, but see, for me, I look at it like if a girl is single, I like single because she's working herself. I find that even more boss. I'm like at a girl, like, cause I'm, I was, I didn't used to be like that. And also like, like I said, with my anxiety, it would be nice having a partner with me. So if I'm out, if I'm out at a bar or I'm out in a public place, I have like that safe space. But now I'm like, I can't be finding safe space in another person all the time. Like right. I need to find safe space in something else or and like you, my dog and, you, you. and me and me. Exactly. <laughs> so like, again, like I will bring my my dog out or I bring my yeah. boyfriend out. Now I'm like, no, no, I got to go out. Last night I went out by myself when I wasn't feeling good anymore and I was kind of anxious. I had gotten an Uber and I went home. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't want to have to feel like I need a person to like, you know. Yeah. And I think that this is a, an important part in in any of our journey as a woman where it's like society may have told us that we do need someone outside of us to protect us. And mm-hmm. there's, there's a beauty to that, obviously, with the right person feeling like you can be held and you can surrender and like someone can hold you. You know, that's, I think, very important and hold all of you, not just like yeah. the, the pretty Some parts you of you or the cute you. Yeah, but like even you when you're having like a really hard emotional time or when you're insecure, because that stuff is going to always pop up for whatever woman. It's like, I appreciated that on the show, you were like, I have insecurities. And I don't think that there's anything to be ashamed of there. Like, I definitely feel like I heard you also on the show say something like, I need to work on that. And I understand like wanting to work on feeling more empowered and confident and it's actually liberating for women to hear another woman, especially like a beautiful woman say, Hey, I'm also insecure. Like, it Oh happened. yeah. And that was really helpful because I, I, you know, I didn't feel like all of the women on the show revealed their kind of weaknesses or underbellies or like their, you know, flaws, so to speak, which are, it's just relative. It's not really flaws. It's just, everybody has things about us, but I appreciated that you were honest, you know, you're I'm always honest. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm, I, you know what, I'm getting really positive feedback about that. And I yeah. look at it and I'm like, oh, did I share too much? But no. and another thing is too, is like <laughs> I in mean, relationships, I have <laughs> me too. And in, in relationships too, I don't share. Like I, there's so many things about me. Obviously people have no freaking idea that goes in my life. In, I'll the, be past. Dating a boy. in the past, you in didn't past. share. Yeah. But now so like, you're I, open. I'm getting better. <laughs> but yeah. So I remember I had this boyfriend and my dad, my dad's been sick my whole life. And hmm. he was real. My dad was really sick. I think he's in the hospital and I didn't even tell my boyfriend at the time. And he's like, Carly, you need to learn to like lean on me. And that's another thing mm. too. I was scared to share my anxiety with boyfriends. I was scared to be like, I, I don't want to go to it. Like I'm feeling really anxious or like, I'm feeling really insecure. And I was really like quiet about it. Yeah. And now even yesterday I was out and I was like, I'm having really bad social anxiety. And normally I wouldn't tell Joey because I was just like, or any guy, but I'm talking, I'm seeing Joey yeah. right now, obviously. So 
And I was like, I wasn't going to say it. And I remember typing out the message, like I'm having social and I was like, oh my God, I really don't want to say it. I don't want to judge me. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it and see how he responds to it. And he responded to it. Great. And I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, what did he say? Um, what's going on? Did you want to call me or something? And he's like, just oh, go nice. home and be so like, he, he just responded to, good. To, 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 to get on the phone and say to hi. Talk, yeah. Because yeah, one thing about me, yeah. One thing about that is like, um, when our nervous system gets dysregulated, when it gets like mm-hmm. in that heightened state, another nervous system can help regulate us. So if someone mm-hmm. else is there, which is essentially why we can find safety in someone else, one of the many reasons, yeah. like there's the emotional reason, there's a, and then there's a physical reason, but this is the more physiological reason because yeah. your nervous system, when it's activated, the anxiety is there. The right person who's not activated, just talking to them on the phone and being like, Hey, what's up? How are you? Can actually regulate your nervous system out of that yep. heightened anxious it's so cool state. yeah i it's love that really no magical. it's so true i didn't even know that but like no you're right because honestly after we were on the phone i did feel a lot better i did feel more calm yeah and like, it's, normally, it's something like said, that's scientific yeah. that's happening in those moments yes. you know it's i love like, that i love hearing that yeah and sometimes it's just like being like hey i just need to say hi on the phone like i had a moment like a a few months ago where i was with my partner Mm -hmm. in in golden gate park and Mm -hmm. like uh his sister's dog ran off and there was a coyote Mm -hmm. but it was like pitch black in the park and so then i was like in the park alone and they had run off after the dog and i was like starting to get scared because i get scared at night like random dudes lurking around okay i could go into a full-blown like panic moment and then i just like called my best friend and i was like hey will you just help me stay calm and not go into panic and just sort of like hey how are you whatever and like by the time my partner came back it had only been a minute or two i was fine but you know when you're like if you if you go too far into that panic state and then it takes hours to come down oh and i'm bad at that that's one thing i i can make myself my thoughts, I was on the phone with my friend right before we on this podcast. And he was like, oh my God, like you worry too much. And that's one thing I need to like, I will go from like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And I'm like, oh, but see, I don't really have many close girlfriends in my life right now, if I'm being honest. Like, yeah. so I don't really have like my, like I've been learning to like lean on myself and I've cut a lot of toxic people in my life this year more than ever. And I think yeah. doing the show made me realize that. And I was like, like I said, when I go back to the show, it was a mess. Like I was just with the wrong people. And I'm starting to realize that now too, like who you surround yourself with matters so much. I'd rather be by myself with my dog every day than be in a fake friendship that's literally making me anxious all the time. And I'm worried. And, and, you know, I look on my friendships and I, and I'm, I am like, like, I don't know how to word this. I don't know if I want to include this, but like, I'm worried about like some things that my friends have on me. And I'm like, it just sucks that like, I even trusted those people because I should right. I shouldn't even stress, but like two of my girlfriends from my hometown that I've been friends with my whole freaking life, even if we fought tomorrow, they would never do anything. And I know that they would take things to their yeah. grave about whatever they have. But toxic people that I've had in my life these past two years, I'm like, the fact I mean, that I gave them those parts of me pisses me off. Because I'm like, know. the shit that they know fucking pisses me off. But then I'm like, I and then I can sit here and stress about it. And I was on my phone my friend about this on the phone with my friend about this. I can sit here and stress about it, but what's it gonna do? If a friend wants to be a shitty friend to me and like out me for bad things in the past, it shows their true colors. Like I don't even I care. Know. This is so off I topic, know. but I was just No, no, but I, I feel mean, like I'm in a therapy session right now. So no, I'm this like, is good. This is it's good. It's one thing that's bugging my my anxiety right now. Yeah, honest. Like I can't well, stop thinking about it. The one thing that I I started to work with you guys on a little bit in mm-hmm. the women's workshop, but we we ended up spending or you see more in the workshop us talking like on camera, but we did start by doing a little bit of work to breathe into like the heart and the body. And so for women that are like super thinky in the in the thoughts and the in the head, worrying <laughs> like speedy thoughts, like you you have really fast thoughts and you can tell. Yeah. yeah. Cause you talk fast. I'm like, duh, 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 and, yeah. and I like, love that. <laughs> um, and, and like for someone like you grounding into the body and like doing work, like work in, in like our spiritual kind of like healing uh, the zone, we call it work, but it, like, um, you know, doing, doing practices or exercises mm-hmm. that pull you into like your hips and your belly and that yeah. anchor your breath down. Mm-hmm. will totally help you with anxiety because I used to be like I lived in New York and I was super like in fast that anxiety pace. fast and I realized yeah. that um I was just so ungrounded like I had to like my period stopped coming in for a while or it was like always late oh my gosh. like I was not in my body 
of course, you know, and, um, and one thing that really helped me to get out of that anxious mind was just to learn how to orient towards the heart and the feelings and the belly Mm -hmm. and like deep, deep belly kind of breathing in those moments and also doing any kind of like dancing that is like more in the hips. So I like, I love like more sensual yeah, my th- my therapist makes you do breathing exercises, and she it does, does work. Good. But it takes me a lot because of how anxious I am. Like, yeah, she's gonna to do it in. for a long time because it's like mm-hmm. my anxiety just goes so far that it's like yeah. it's a lot for me to bring back. But I've lived my whole life nervous. Like, I'm just one of those people that I was born nervous. Like, like I said, I remember being at the mall, <laughs> and I remember I remember sitting with my dad, and I was looking up, and some guy was like, I thought he was staring at me, and I was like, Oh my god! Like in another life, like I think like I was like murdered and like killed or something because yeah. like, I'm my mom told me when men used to walk into rooms I'd go to her like I've always just been scared uh, of like I don't know but yeah, anyways, yeah, I remember yeah, looking yeah. up and I was in the mall and I was like and I remember freezing and I remember huh. we were in the food we were in the food court and I remember I couldn't eat I just because I thought he was staring at me and then yeah. he finally walked away and he was rocking his baby and I remember being so young and I remember just being like just anxiety my whole life like I've just been stressed yeah. my whole life like I'm surprised I haven't like died or like have a full head of gray hair because I'm like, well, I live my life anxious. It sucks, but it's just how I live. Well, but, and, and, and you're working on, you know, changing that. I'm working like. on it. I really so, am. I really am. And, and so it's, I think that it's important, like, and everyone listening also is going through this in their own life, in their own way with whatever they're currently working on. It's like, we can say like, we can continue to perpetuate the narratives by the things we tell ourselves, right? Like I'm always this, I'm always that, or we can go, okay, like my pattern is to be that. And I'm working on just like relaxing, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. And and, And I do want to change that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're working on it. And like the breath is hard. Like I use a lot of breath with women to drop them out of their head and women that are super wound up. It's like, it takes a (laughs) while. Oh my gosh. That's like me. I'm like, and you know, the funny thing is is even after we'll do the breathing exercise, like I did some with my therapist, we only did it for like like 10 minutes. We couldn't do it for long, but you know, I was like, Oh, I felt, I did feel calm. Like I felt calm for a little bit. And then there goes my anxiety again. I'm mm. like, oh my gosh, it just like it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to get through it though. And a lot of like self talk too. Like, I feel like your thoughts and your like your thoughts in your brain. Like, if you can't control those, you will just go right off. And one yeah. thing I'm like, so every time I have a thought that's negative, I try to counter it with like a positive thought. So it's that, like, so I'm like, oh, what if like this happens? I'm like, okay, well, if it does, then what? Like, it's yeah. gonna happen. It could happen anyway. So I'm always like telling myself, like, if something's gonna happen, like it's going to happen. Like right now is the only thing that matters. Like time is like facing really exist, the fears. So they're like, not time gripping. Really exist if we think about it. like, who knows I'm going to be alive in an hour, you know, yeah, like yeah. why am I going to stress <laughs> about something that could happen next month or next week in a year? Like right now in this moment is like the only moment I need to worry about and yeah. everything's fine. So like for me to pre-stress and putting myself through that so many more times than if it, yeah. it might not even happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When you're with like, you know, I know Joey's been kind of the latest person. Do you feel like your nervous system relaxes a little bit because around him? No. My ex, um, he spiked my anxiety to the max and that's how I knew it wasn't a healthy relationship. And I don't think he'll ever listen to this. So I can so say it, but (laughs) it was, it was getting really like, Oh yeah, he hates hearing anything about the show, but he anytime he I was around him I was like so worried about like like I was like walking on eggshells with him like it was just like oh my god it was just it's just a, such a sick it's such a sickening relationship it was just like oh mm, mm, you know yeah. and my heart was never like calm with him he was at the beginning but I think everything can start great and then pretty quickly it turns sour and again I knew it wasn't a right relationship and what did I do I stayed in it uh, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and that's one thing I need to I, I am working on getting yeah. out of it and I did get out of that relationship yeah thank god Because Um, I think that there's something, especially for like women who are more in that buzzy kind of like, there's a beauty to like being a woman who's like buzzy and excitable. There's the shadow side, which is like the anxiety and the worry. But then there's the beauty is like, you have a lot of energy and like, there's like excitement and like, "Mm." and then sometimes you can attract actually like a a man who balances that like he becomes the opposite of that so he's like sort of like the the oak tree to your butterfly you know no it's so true and it's so true when you said because i will go for so like i've dated so like i'm a very you're right when i'm like when i'm in my like party girl or like whatever i'm like out and i'm like let's go do this and i want to do this and i'm gonna hop this far and see this and i dated a guy 
back like about a year ago and he was super outgoing and then as soon as we started dating he started to be like why aren't you home whereas but before me he would be going out all the time and then he started to ground himself because i was crazy so he started to he was crazy mm. and then he was like why aren't you at home now and i'm like you used to wrestle like 6 a.m it's like 2 a.m why are you calling me but he started to like kind of ground himself off of me uh-huh yeah because it was like two people that were sort of flying around was like too much in the relationship exactly exactly it was too much and like yeah, it was just a lot. And now I'm like, but Joey's good because Joey was like, doesn't drink and stuff. And like, that's what's oh, good nice. for me. Yeah. So he just, he's not like a big partier and stuff. And he, and also another thing is too, is like, he just, he gets what I'm going through right now. Like not many people can relate to like, right. What the, everyone on the show's gone through. Like it's big changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, what is, what are the, what's like the emotional and, and, and psychological kind of stress that has happening with the show coming out and becoming like a reality star? I guess it was just like a lot of like ju judgmental people. Like, and also another thing is people will read one thing about you and assume they know everything about you. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, you don't like, you don't know me. Like you don't yeah. know my journey. You don't know my story. You don't know. It's like you read one mean comment and like, I'll get a million nice comments in that one mean comment. I'm like, Oh, oh no. I don't want someone to think that or like, Oh, you're mean or this. It's like, you don't even know who I am. Like, you know, and I guess it's just like learning that like those people's opinions don't matter. And of course I hope people view me in such a positive way like light, but not everyone's going to. And yeah. it just, it just, you know, the main thing for me, is like, I don't need to care what a stranger is saying. I don't need to care what a person like yeah. sitting in their basement being mean to me. I care about what my friends think of me and what my family thinks of me and yeah. the people that are close to me that know me day in and day out. And yeah. for me, it's just like, and also like what people, I guess, like people that knew me previous. And this is another thing too. I think like you're always changing. Well, I'm always changing as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like people that knew like an old self of me, mm -hmm. it's like, that's not who I am anymore. And I think I'm just like, you know, if I was differently in the past, it's like Carly used to do this or Carly used to be like this. And it's like, I've changed though. You know, everyone's constantly changing. And like, I'm working on myself. Like I can admit I, there's definitely things I've done that are like not the best things in the world, but like I'm working through those. Yeah. I think it's more just like people being judgmental. That's like my biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're vulnerable putting yourself out there, Yeah, your, your body, your face, your heart in the show. And then, so of course people are going to come and go, Oh, I like that. Or I didn't like that. Or da, 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 da. Oh yeah. Yeah. It happens all the time. And it's just like, you don't know who I am. And that's what I need to remind myself. It's like, these people don't know who I am. Yeah. Even the yeah. people on the show, this is the thing too, is like, I love doing the show. I'm, ha I'm extremely happy. I did it. But like, even in the house, like you do barely spend time with these people. Like as much as it looks like on camera, you spend time with these people. Like there's some people you don't like, wow. you, we're all doing so many different things in the house. Like you'll be filming here and this person's doing this. And like, even I got asked about the toilets, like how was like the toilet situation? I'm like, we're, whenever you need to use the bathroom, weirdly enough, there's one toilet for all like 14 of us at the time, but you're all doing different things in the house. The toilet was always free. Like wow. there's never a time when like, like you're all just doing different stuff and that's wow. the thing. Even people that you think know you, like they don't know you. Like no one really knows. Like I feel like no one knows me except for legit me. Like my mom won't even fully know who I am. Like my thoughts and stuff that go on, no one's going to ever know that. Of course. Of no? course. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a very grounding thing to remember depending on what happens at the show. It's just like that you are your own. And even though people might think that like, oh, they know you and they yeah, get you they that, you know, especially as, as women, like we have so much inside of us, so many internal worlds that are just ours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Like that's, it is beautiful. Fucking amazing to have our hopes, our dreams, our fantasies, yeah. like, our whole internal life that like people just like it's they don't get access to you know you know it's access true to some and that's okay there's so many know? parts that like are nice to keep to yourself like you know what i mean and i love yeah. that about myself and i'd rather be an overthinker and have anxiety than like to not think at all like i'm happy i have a brain like yeah. oh, you know what i mean i'm happy i have thoughts i'm happy i have feelings like i love it and as much yeah. as i might cry on tv like that's okay it's good to cry like i like, yeah it's fine like you don't yeah. be embarrassed because you're crying like yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to just finish with one more question. This has been so mm -hmm. good talking to you and I love just yeah, kind of like it. jamming a little bit. And, um, and my last question is, I have no idea what your relationship is to like the concept of spirituality or God or goddess or anything mystical, but I'm wondering if you would just share like 
one moment it could it could be on the show or it could be just in life in general that you felt you kind of touched on something mystical or something that was um beyond what was what was like your comprehension and and we could call that mm. god or we could call that a life or the the big mystery of life um but like you know those moments um where something mm -hmm. something magical comes into the room and i'm wondering if there's one that you know comes to mind putting you a little bit on the spot with it but no that's really fun i have one but it involves shrooms that's fine this this show is super shroom friendly <laughs> okay cool i love shrooms yeah i do too <laughs> i love shrooms. i freaking love shrooms and i remember i did shrooms one time and i remember like it was the first was it the first or maybe it was the second time i did shrooms and i remember being in my room and i remember there were like legit fairies in my room and i grew up in a really christian house my parents very christian i went to church every Sunday with my mom but my mom is very like spiritual nuts there's fairies all over my mom's house like fairies are everyone i've always seen fairies like everyone i remember i was in college and i did troops and i was in my dorm room and i hated my dorm room because i'd wake up at four in the morning or four for four for a month every single day at four for four i'd be waking up it was the weirdest thing and i remember like wow. i hated my room and i felt unsafe in my room and then when i did troops it was like fairies and it was like positivity that like, came into my room and then after that i was fine in my dorm room and it was, it was just like weird. I don't even know. It's wow. It's like, well, 444 yeah, is yeah. super magical and seeing fairies. I always see 444. I'm getting 444 tattooed when I go to Miami this weekend. What does it mean I to see you? 444. So 444, I, I remember I Googled about it like years ago because yeah. I've been seeing it for years now. And it means like your angels are, are with you. And I loved reading that because like I said, growing up, my mom used to put, I have angels in my coin purse. Like my mom will give me little angels to keep everywhere and like little yeah. ladybugs. Like she's just, she's very like that. But, and I've seen angels growing up. So when, years ago when I was going, going to college and I was uh, far away from home, it was like comfort for me, like waking yeah. up before, before, like it was like, Oh, like maybe it's my mom kind of with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it did freak me out. If I'm being honest, it did kind of freak me out. It freaked like, you out like at every first. Time. Well, of course, oh my God, we yeah. get a message from the other side. Like it's, it's like you can feel weird. it. Yeah. You can feel it's it. Like it you gives can you feel people yeah. with you. Even growing up, I remember feeling people in my room. Like I, it yeah. sounds so creepy to say, but I remember feeling my mom would be like, they, they didn't know what to do, but I was like, I'm not kidding. Like I do, like, yeah. I feel it. Like, you know, he's going to tell me my feelings. Even now, sometimes I can feel people like, I don't know. I feel like the I, energy uh, of, yeah, I can feel spirit. energy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can, it was really weird. Cause you know how it's like, if you find a dime, someone that's passed away is with you. Oh, no, I didn't even know that. Hello. Okay. So if you <laughs> find dimes places, it means that someone that's died is like with you. And I remember I was with my, one of my best friends and it was her birthday. And I had told her this and I was like, yeah, like, because someone's mentioned diamond, I was like, yeah, like if you're um, fun and I'm here, if someone that's died has been with you, I shit you not. We go to my friend's house, it's her birthday, and we walk in, and she goes, Carly, and she starts crying. She started falling, and I started crying. This can make me cry. And she looks at me, and her dad's passed away, right? And she found, okay. she found a dime on the floor. And we both oh. started bawling at this party because we're like, what the fuck are the odds that we're we going to? Like this, we're going to like this house party. She sits down and there's like a dime beside her. Like it was just, it was just oh. wild. And then I, and then she found another dime that wow. night. It was just wild. And we both wow. just, we just had such an emotional night together. And I'll never forget yeah. that. And I was like, Ali, your dad is with you. Like yeah. your dad is legit with you today. Yeah. And it was just crazy. Yeah. That's so yeah if you find dimes, it means that someone yeah, I mean, passed I mean, away with you. Yeah, the uh, I do think that we get messages in so many different 100%. ways if we're listening. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. and it's so beautiful. And I love the fairies around you, and I love mushrooms have like a fairy quality to them. Often, I think because they're just oh, like yeah. they're of the forest, you know. So oh, they are of the forest. Yeah, they're so good. They're actually really helpful. Like I, I microdosed. Yeah, I microdosed yeah. them. Oh, yeah. oh my God, your dog's so cute. I microdosed them to help with um, anxiety a few years ago. And that was like, oh my God. Yeah, he is really cute. Um, I love microdosing too. For one yeah. summer, all I did was microdose and I felt great. Like I felt yeah. like I should start microdosing again. I haven't done shrooms, honestly, probably since Christmas. Yeah. Which is a long it, time. <laughs> yeah. I think there's some great like people out there that have like kind of written down programs and stuff if anyone needs help. I just did it like intuitively. I was just like have a little and just, yeah. You know, Make sure I didn't have too much. <laughs> um, yeah, see, I can't smoke weed, but shrooms all the way. I, I, yeah. If I smoke pot, my anxiety will spike. And I know oh, that yeah. now. No, 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 no. I can't. Me too. I, I can't. can't smoke pot. But shrooms, I'm like, whew, I love that. I go to a different world. I love it. Really good for the heart. Really good for opening the heart. Oh, well, Carly, yeah. it's been so good to talk to you. And it was just such yeah, a pleasure working with you all on the show. Like, I really felt when I watched the last episode, even though I was like really squinty and I looked really tired. <laughs> but you I looked great. Like, no, I loved your workshops. They were good.
I felt like the last, I felt like I was like more of a fairy godmother than like a teacher. I was just like, they're my fairy godmother. (laughs) I was like, they're holding space. I'm like, yes. Like, and the boys at the last workshop were just like, I'm letting go of this. And then I'm just just like, yeah, you guys, my little children, you're doing so good. (laughs) It was good. It's like, it was like a liberating feeling. It was good. All the workshops were great, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, um, it was. And I want to read your book really bad. I do. Yeah. It's in the mail. It's on the way to you. I'm so excited. I can't read it. Yeah, I love it. It's gonna be my next read. We're gonna be watching for what you do next, and whatever it is, whether it's a a new show, a project, or like whatever it is, um, we'll all be watching and and, uh, excited to see what happens after this. Thank you so much. So, So thank you so much for being on here, everybody listening. Yeah, of course. Um, follow Carly on Instagram. And if you're triggered by all of her sexy bikini pics, just take a few deep breaths. <laughs> just like I need another. Fine, guys. We're all insecure. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. For more, 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 follow me on IG at Alexandra Roxo, and you can get on my mailing list where I send poems, practices, rituals, links to upcoming retreats and events, and all kinds of goodies. And if this podcast has touched your heart, please let us know. Please write us a review, give us a five-star rating, all of that. It means a lot to myself and everyone involved. Big, big love, my darling. Have a fabulous day and see you again very soon.